Welcome to this week's Animator's Journey podcast episode. I'm your host, Lucas Ridley. Because it's the holiday season, I wanna give you my top gift ideas for animators. This could be for yourself to suggest to other people to give to you or something you could gift an aspiring or uh, a friend who's an animator. So the first category is books. Now to learn animation, I don't really recommend books because <laughs> by the nature of the medium, it is a medium of motion. And by the nature of books, you can't see motion in books unless it's a flip book. So I don't necessarily recommend books to learn animation skills. I think it's great to have a greater context and be informed about the medium, but I don't recommend books as a way to learn animation. But here are my book recommendations. The first one, The Illusion of Life. This is the most classic book for animators that covers the history of Disney animation and really all modern Western animation with anecdotes and stories of a bygone era. I have read the majority of this book. I want to say it's quite thick and very heavy, but it basically goes into the history of Disney animation and how they came up with these, what we now call the 12 principles of animation. And they actually came up with these at Disney. This wasn't something that was handed down on tablets. These are animators who were working at Disney. I <laughs> figured out these and codified them. And it also goes into a lot of history in the book as well. So it gives you a lot of historical context about what industry you're getting into and how it came about. So Game Anim is the second book, Game Anim. This is written by my good friend and ex Naughty Dog coworker, Jonathan Cooper. He gives a great overview of all the aspects of game animation. It doesn't go super deep into this is how you do the animation necessarily, or this is how Unreal Engine works, or this is how Unity works, or anything like that. It's really great for people just starting out and not super familiar with how games work. And what does it mean to be a games animator and the kinds of things you need to think about when you want to get into game animation, because it's quite a bit more technical than all the other kinds of animation that you could do, like visual effects or feature film. And you need to have more awareness, I would say, in terms of the technical stuff that um, you may not be aware of if you've never thought about what actually goes into making a game. Okay, so the third book, Break Into the Animation Industry. This is a plug here. This is my own book. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, I'm recommending it and I'll use someone else's words instead of my own. This is a five-star Amazon review. This person said, great book for teenagers looking to get into animation as a career. This was a gift for a teenager that is considering animation as a career. It was a hit, exclamation point. So that's someone else recommending it, not just me. You can get this at Amazon for, I think, 20 some odd dollars, or you can get it for $7 at digitalcreatorschool.com, which is the partner online school that I run in addition to Animator's Journey. So that is the last book recommendation. Now let's launch into some gear for the gearheads here. So I use a Logitech vertical mouse, and this is the most ergonomic thing I use. And I've, I've chosen it over a tablet because you have to pinch and claw your hand so tight to hold a pen for a tablet that it caused my hand to cramp fairly regularly with the amount of work that I was doing. Where with a vertical mouse, you can keep the non-twisted radius and ulna so they're straight and having a 90 degree angle and all that kind of good stuff. But it also keeps an open hand position so that your hand hopefully doesn't cramp. Where if you're in a tight, you're holding a tight fist to hold a pen, your hand, at least mine, can cramp or in between where the thumb and the index finger are, that kind of pad would always cramp up. And sometimes I'd have to pull my thumb apart just to get my hand open again. So 
Logitech makes a great vertical mouse. It's Bluetooth enabled and all that kind of good stuff. And you can sit back and relax and not have to be tethered to your desktop. The next thing, because I stare at screens all day, I wanted a good monitor. So a few years ago, I invested in a Bink monitor, or I don't know if I'm saying that right, B-E-N-Q. I like that brand. This I think it's four or $500 for a monitor. So it's just like buy once, I'm gonna have this for years and not have to look at a terrible screen anymore. So I was very thankful when I bought that. The easiest upgrade to your home PC is increasing your RAM because it's really plug and play. You just need to know how to open your desktop PC and where to plug it in. There might be one screw that you can screw in, but this will really enable you to have more programs open, animate in bigger scenes when the time comes for you to do that and just not run into any roadblocks on memory. Now that, that goes to, if you have a PC, that's one advantage because it's a lot easier to upgrade the components of a PC over a Mac. I have 64 gigabytes of RAM in my PC and I've had that much for five years and I have not had to touch it since. I'm looking at maybe upgrading in another year or two, but when you Really, if you have the ability to go big on some of these purchases, you know, it could be years until you have to upgrade again. Okay, the last gear that I recommend are really good headphones. Now, the ones I've owned for over 13 years are the same pair of Bose QuietComfort 15. And these are over-ear noise-canceling headphones that are wired because I don't want to mess with connecting with Bluetooth and, oh, it's connecting to my phone instead of the computer and all that stuff. I just plug it in. I know it's connected because I plugged it in. And it also has a breakaway thing. So if, it, if the wire does get caught on something, it'll break away from the headphones safely. And it also allows you to replace the wire. If the wire gets messed up, you actually can just buy a replacement wire because it detaches from the headphones for, I'm going to say safety reasons. I don't know. It also has a single AAA battery, so you don't have to plug this into charge or wait around for it to be charging. And so you can have some rechargeable AAAs around that I, that's what I use. So I can just plop them in anytime it, it goes out. I don't have to sit around waiting for it to charge up again with uh, the built-in batteries on some headphones for the, and that's for the noise canceling. They also have cushion ears that I've replaced maybe three or four times because the kind of pleather starts to flake off and gets all over your face and you're now these little black specks all over you and you wonder like where is this what is this trash on me that is when the earphones get kind of crack and the pleather starts to come off and you can buy replacements for those this is how i've been able to have these headphones for over 13 years because i keep replacing these little parts that degrade on them with no problem and you can buy some of these i think on ebay for quite cheap now and then just buy these. If you're grossed out by buying like used headphones, what you can do is buy them for super cheap on eBay and then go to Amazon and buy the over ear cushion replacements. And so the only thing that's really touching your head is the brand new, fairly cheap cushions. So you don't have to be grossed out by using someone else's headphones and they're over ear anyways. So it's not, you're like sticking something inside your ear that's used. So they're the more recent versions of the quiet comfort. I think they're on to 45 now is not cheap. But I think you can find the Bose Quiet Comfort 15 for quite cheap on eBay. And the final gift I recommend is to take Animator's Journey Beginner, whether you gift it to someone or you enroll yourself. This provides you a clear path with me as your guide starting animation, which is the most important step that you make in your animation journey. Because if you get off course at the very beginning, 
you can miss the moon by a million miles, but if you have the right trajectory from the very beginning, you can hit your target. I, I give that moon example because that actually happened, I forget in history, which mission that was where they had the math slightly off and then you just miss your target by a million miles because you were slightly off at the beginning. And you don't want to be that way in your animation journey. And I've had people take other courses and give me feedback that they actually prefer mine. They've, they've taken other beginner courses and I've had people actually graduate college degree programs and then they take beginner and they accelerate their skills so quickly. I can't emphasize those results enough because I don't want you to just have to take my word for it. Obviously, I'm biased because I made the thing, but I made it because I went through brick and mortar school. I went through online. I tried to learn myself. I've done all versions of learning that you can do. And I saw the strengths and weaknesses of all of those. And I've tried to make the strongest course and take the strongest aspects of everything that I experienced in my journey. So you don't have to go through trial and error and spending tens of thousands of dollars of figuring that out and years of your life. So that is why I made Animator's Journey. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. This is really my labor of love to try to help you for the people who don't enroll in the course that I can still help people through the podcast. If you do enjoy the podcast, definitely try to give it a, a thumbs up or rating or whatever, wherever you watch it or <laughs> listen to it. And I look forward to uh, seeing you in the next week's Animator's Journey podcast episode. I will see you then. Thanks for listening.